What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I hate average podcast. Man, I'm happy to be back. I'm excited to be back. It's been a what? Almost three month hiatus. I'm excited about this. Uh, I haven't talked to you guys in a while. And uh, it feels a little funny. Um, I felt that uh, I kind of needed to get the passion back. I didn't want to just be podcasting, just to be podcasting. But um, I'm excited. I got my passion back. I'm my vigor back. I know the direction where I want to take this thing. So thank you guys for rocking me. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for even uh, accident checking for uh, new episodes. Uh, I apologize to the guests that I had on hold uh, for these, uh, you know, holding out for these episodes and not putting them out. But um. I think it was for a good reason. I think I'm in the right mind state now, and I'm excited where things are going. Anyway, so we got a great episode. I got the Neighborhood Hope Dealer. You got to check him out on Instagram. He puts a lot of great positive uh, videos out, uh, usually every morning. Um, I had a chance to talk to him. It's gonna The intro is a little weird because I pushed this episode back. I interviewed him probably the last week of... 2018 and we was kind of discussing the direction of where we wanted to go for this year 2019 um so that's where we started off but then we got into his story so just bear with the first couple of minutes you're gonna say what are you talking about the beginning of the year it's only april but um that's where it's just a it's just a uh, past interview that i just never put out but i think this is the perfect episode to start back uh putting our episodes just start back getting into the right mind frame of the show so here's my episode with the neighborhood hope dealer i'll talk to you guys after this interview and let you guys know where i've been some updates or what you can expect all right so i'll talk to you later neighborhood hope dealer i'm doing all right man i'm doing all right hope you are oh man i'm doing great man um i'm excited Especially this time of year, uh, people kind of get down in the dumps and also people kind of get uh, kind of worried or, or thinking about what's what's coming next with with the new year and goal setting and things like that. So I think it's kind of important to have this conversation with you speaking about hope. So can you just before we get into that, can you just let us know how you got started, how you became the neighborhood hope dealer? <laughs> I most definitely can, man. Um, I mean, just to start off, man, the the, the name Neighborhood Hope Dealer uh, came about because I moved to uh, I moved to Dallas, Texas, about four and a half years ago. Um, and when I moved here, man, I thought it was about to be, you know, I, I moved for a job, and I thought it was about to be popping. I thought I was about to get all this money, be out here living the life, yeah. uh, you know. And then 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 reality hits, <laughs> you know, mid twenties, twenty five, twenty six, reality hits. Um, life hit, and you start needing. Um, I started needing uh, a mentor. I started needing somebody to speak life into me. Uh, so I started going to church a little bit more, started okay. reading more, and um, I, I realized that um, man, the best way to the best way to get there is to be your own motivation sometimes. True. So then, then the, then the Instagram the Instagram name just popped up, and I started posting videos uh, every day when I walked to work. Uh, and and you know more so than speaking to everybody else is more is really speaking to myself. Yeah. I be telling myself stuff, and just so happen people 
people would DM me and be like, hey, man, I needed that one today. <laughs> um, so that's just yeah. pretty much how it came about. And, and it is difficult, like you said, um, especially, you know, going into work. Because sometimes people don't have the the perfect job that they want at the time. So people kind of get down in the dumps that they even have to walk into that place. So the fact that you was even speaking to yourself or speaking to people at that moment, it's kind of, I think it's something that people go through every single day. You know, that nine to five, around 830, people start becoming kind of, I don't want to say, but I guess you can kind of say depressed. So just you having that, that mindset to talk to people at that moment is kind of important. Oh yeah, man. I, cause I, I was looking like, man, I was, I was really, really looking for, um, for somebody to, to speak life into me and tell me everything was going to be all right. Mm. Um, you know, two weeks after I moved to Dallas, um, got into a, I won't say a totally traumatic situation, yeah. but a life altering situation, I say. And, um, you know, my perspective thing kind of shifts, mm. you know, all the money, the, everything that I thought was important wasn't. Uh, so, you know, it, it, uh, I think it happened for the better. It yeah. kept me from getting far out there, and uh, it kept me grounded. And um, right now I'm thankful for it. But going through that, man, uh, man it was hell. It was, it was literally hell. Um, so I'm just, you know, when I look back on those videos, man, I got, I've been reposting some of them lately, literally just because I'm in a better, I'm in a better place than I was two, three years ago, even a year, six months ago. Yeah. And uh, man, those videos—they still speak to me. I probably got like a hundred videos I haven't posted. Wow! Uh, and they just—they just—they help. You know, they just help. It's nothing phenomenal. You know, I, I'm not—I don't have no special kind of word for nobody. It's just reality. Hmm. It is every day we all going through stuff. Definitely. So, like you said, you was looking for for someone to speak life into you. How did you find the life? How did you? Because. You you was going through that and you was making a video. So how, how did you how did you know it was gonna be okay? Even though you were saying it was gonna be, how did you know? Like what what was in you? Um, man. So it was two things, right? So I used to listen to, and I still do. I listen to um, Eric Thomas, not Eric Thomas now, or he's a hip hop preacher. I okay. listen to him every day, and he probably got me through. Uh, listening to his his videos, and this is even before he blew like he is now. Mm-hmm. Right, this is like when he was doing. He had some mixtapes out um, where they had one thing uh, on it called Blue Rain, okay. and it was just like the the. I don't know if you're used to the Quiet Storm radio that comes on <laughs> late at night. Well, yeah. it, it, it used to back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had that rain sound, and then he just started speaking and just talking about life talking about what she's going through. So I just remember that. And remember, man, people have it worse than me. Like, I may not, I may think I have it bad, but I never have it as bad as I think, and I never have it as good as I, you know, as good as I hope. True. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm six feet, uh, you know, on the right side of the ground. True. So I, I ain't going to complain. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other, man. Definitely. You just keep pushing. You never know what can happen. Of course. Of course. So... The organization, so you, you're going through stuff and you um, you ended up speaking life to yourself and, it, and people started becoming encouraged by it. Um, how'd you get started with, with like really, really focusing on giving people hope rather than just posting Instagram videos? How did you 
focus on actually working something out to make a change? Oh, uh, man. So, uh, so, so one day after one of those videos, I was literally sitting in my, um, sitting in my office at my desk and I was praying and I literally prayed and, and I don't say often, you know, that God speaks to me, um, you know, but, but I, I really felt like after that prayer, something came over me and it said, you know, do, do this certain thing, but do it exactly how I tell you to do it. Mm. I mean, what that thing was, was, um, you know, do a, uh, give back to your community, feed your community. Verbatim was the world I heard, and I'm from a small town in North Carolina called North Carolina Green. Um, actually, Rhapsody. Um, and it says, you know, so you know, two weeks was two weeks before Thanksgiving. Uh, I decided I called a few people and said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna give them, you know, Green County. Um, how much are you here?" Anything playing. I, I'm going just what I told to do. I just want to help people, and uh, and that's what I did. And I had rude awakening okay. when I flew back to North Carolina and purchased 75 turkeys out of pocket. Wow. Um, because you never know how much it is if you got to go buy one. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I talked to I talked to some people, and uh, they gave donations, and uh. So after that, I um, I started up a five hundred one or found creating the chat. and uh, and um, at, to date, man, we served two hundred. Um, uh, I definitely North Carolina and that was five hundred families in these three years. Wow, that's amazing, that man. Been, uh, yeah, man. Just, just, we y'all got to do something, man. Of course, you know, of course. When you, we, we got to do something. We got to contribute in some way. And uh, I would hate to look back on life and say I could have did more do anything. That's true. And how did? And it's amazing how you went from actually needing help yourself to becoming of service. Yeah, I, I was. I was always told the more. I was always told the more you focus on others, the less you would end up focusing on yourself. Mm. Um, so the more the more I focused on other people, you know, other people that maybe I had, at least I had food, you know. While I was True. going through my my depression and my issues, I had food. I had a roof over my head. I could go and I could come and go as I please. You know, I had the funds to do things. I was just in a sour spot emotionally. Mm. Um, so what I did was I started worrying about people that had less than I did. When mm. I started doing that. Um, you know, I think my concern became less because mm. it could be worse. You know, everything could always be worse. So we just get, of course. We get so caught up in ourselves sometimes. So I de- definitely well, agree. Well, well. Do you think oh, yeah, that yeah. you think that uh, that kind of causes people to have more worry, more depression when they don't really realize, you know, the state of the situation? Like somebody doesn't have the sneakers they want or somebody doesn't have the car that they want. Do you think always focusing on that and not thinking about uh, how you could be of service that could cause basically people to have uh, depression? Yeah. yeah I, I most definitely think it can. Um, and I've, I've read a lot of books um, on, you know, you know, a lot of the things that just revolve around depression 
um, finding the importance in your own life, why we make the decisions, and the thoughts that we do. And a lot of things revolve around, um, what is it? Uh, a lot of things revolve around us looking at others and saying mm-hmm. what we do or what we don't have wow. instead of kind of sort of focusing in on your own lane and saying, hey, you know, this is my lane. This is what I do have. The best way that I keep this top of my mind is, you know, I, I go back to a time I was raised in a single household. My mother had two kids. Um, you know, my mother made food for fifty dollars a week. Wow. And she maintained the household. Yeah, yeah. I have I literally to this day, like to this day, I don't know how she did that one, but you know, two years home. And uh and I look back on that man and I just think, um, two fifty. Like I, I make, you know, quite a bit more than that. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm and I'm not struggling but I look and I'm like, you know, I can't do that. Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I just I, I remember where I came from, and just remembering that like, literally like when I say things could be worse, well, where I live at right now, it's a very affluent area. Yeah. Um, like meaning like you know my neighbors, my neighbors drive uh, you know Maseratis and things of that nature. It's a long way from North Carolina, right? <laughs> 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 Most definitely, man. I, mean, I live in a nice area of I live in a really nice area of North Dallas, and um, man, and 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 this is interesting because I never knew places like this existed. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, I I just never knew. I never knew a community like this was as prevalent and as prosperous as it is until you know I started moving around. I lived in Baltimore um, after college. Um, you know, that's, Baltimore was always an interesting one. Yeah. And, um, you know, moved back to Raleigh, and then I moved here. Seeing all the differences, man, and when I was in Raleigh every month, down to, we would go out and feed the homeless, and we would, like, physically cook the food so they'd have warm food. That's and, um, amazing. It would be, like, a group of people that we, yeah, man, a group of people that we volunteer with for, with the church. And you just go out and you hand, man, you don't you don't realize the importance of being, of your contribution and your service. You know, we're all here to serve. But I think we all we all forget that, and we just want to be served. True. Um, so yeah. it's, it's really big on just humbling yourself. Uh, really, really, really big on humbling yourself, man. Do you, Do you think that actually serving kind of helped you in business, like helped you get to the affluent place, um, in in North Dallas? Do you think that your your serving mentality can help you get there, or was it just you hustling, hustling? Um. Man, you know what? I, I, it's 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 two things: God's grace. Of course, <laughs> well, of course, on my of life. course, of course. <laughs> no, number one, because I, man, I, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be here. Like I'm not living, you know, you know, rich and famous, and that I'm just, I'm, I'm doing all right for myself. Yeah. Um, and the and the second thing is, I think, service and being willing to humble yourself and make those friendships. And when people see that you're a hard worker. And you know, you may you may very well be, you know, uh, very intelligent, very smart. You may you very well may be the smartest person in the room, but when the smartest person or the wisest person in the room can still serve, then mm-hmm. that then people can oftentimes see that and they say, oh well, you know, he's not too high and mighty for himself. Yeah, or he's not too, he's not too good to do the manual labor. I'm never too good for manual labor. Man. I still eat my gelatin. <laughs> and, and, and 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 clean floors and do whatever I need to do. Like it's it's nothing, man. It's when you forget, when you forget those, when you forget what got you to where you are. That's true. Um, then you start to lose, you start to lose a piece of yourself. 
I, I read a quote the other I read a quote the other day that said, um, "Don't complain now because at one point in time you were praying to be where you currently are." That's why it's true. And, it's true. And and and, that's, and man, that it sits on me. It sits on me a lot because I've had a lot of different experiences in life, um, good and bad, um, <laughs> including. And, including honestly just seeing and being totally transparent, seeing the inside of, you know, jail cell. Yeah. You know, and, and when you and when you really have to sit down, engage your actions, your life, what you chose to do, That's then true. you realize, man, this this thing, you know, if my actions can put me in a negative place and my actions can also put me in a positive place. That's true. And you know, and I got a mother, I got a family that, that I help out. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get it, man. I'm trying to get it. Of course, man. Of course. And I think it, what drew me to you was was just how you was consistently positive. You was consistently pushing hope. Because I see people, every you know, I'm sure you see it all the time. Everybody, even I do it, everybody puts up a positive quote or a success quote every now and then. But it's not consistent. But I think your your content mm-hmm. was consistent. So I said, you know what? I had, I had to, I got to talk to this guy. I got to see what's going on. I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it because because uh, man, listen, posting post having depression depression has got me to the point, and I I, I suffer from chronic depression. Mm-hmm. Um, like went to the doctor for like it's it's crazy stuff, but I. Um, before I before I ever choose to take a medicine, I choose to take other routes. And going through those lows, going through those lows, man. When when one thing I realized to do before I roll out of the bed, before I touch my phone, before I put it on Instagram or anything, man, I start praying. And mm-hmm. I like I start praying off, you know, bad feelings. I start praying off anything that could just that tries to creep into my mind. And every day is not a you know a positive day, but of course, how much better how much better off would we be speaking positivity rather than speaking negativity? Uh, sometimes it's not even about you. It's true. You know, I've I've heard I've gotten some of the best feedback on videos I posted or messages I may have sent, or even you know turkey givebacks or bookbag jobs that we've done before. On the days where I didn't really feel it was worthwhile, I never thought seventy-five turkeys would really matter, yeah. you know, in a county full of a couple of thousand. But when you get those personal messages, and mm-hmm. the most, and the most, and the things that matter the most to me, people would never see because I don't do it for recognition. Of course, at yeah. all. Of course. Um, and, and man, it's, most of those important things come on days where I feel like, man, I just want to give it all up. I want to quit my job. I want to stop doing this. Why am I, you know, why am I coming out of pocket for this? Why am I going out begging these companies for donations and sponsorships to help serve? Like, I, I personally feel like everybody should be willing to donate or serve or yeah. give back or speak a positive word, you know, go go speak to the youth here, go do this, go do that. But it, it's not about that. Like, it's simply about what can I do in this moment? It's true. So that's how creating the change came about, like, it's creating a change, you know, creating a change in the world you you want to see. And then, you know, it's always a, a pound sign or um, stars the plus for you be the change. Like whatever you want to see in this world, you be that. That's and then true. everything else will follow. That's true. So I got, if I want positive energy, man, you got to try to give it off. 
you know, it's infect it's infectious. Definitely, man. And you're definitely helping me, and I know you're helping a lot of other people. Just just for the consistent part, the consistent hope, consistent uh, uh motivation. Because of course, like you said, you got the Eric Thomases, you have the uh, the uh, who else you got? Everyone, the Tony yeah. Tony Robbins, you got everybody. But seeing someone who yeah. is an everyday guy, someone working and actually, you know, someone touchable uh, that's actually still speaking to people, still speaking positive. It shows that you know things aren't as bad because it's easy for Tony Robbins or Eric Thomas to. Speaking because they, you know, they they living good, but just having the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the the average person or the regular person still speaking that same message shows that you know this thing is real. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's always about um, and I and I kind of sort of references referenced it earlier, man. It's about our choices and our decisions we make, right? Yeah. So uh, it's you have to make like being being. Being joyful and being happy with your life and being content with your life and the direction that it's going is not by happenstance, right? It just doesn't happen for everybody. Like, that's a choice you have to make. You have to say, you know, I choose. Like, I, I'm going to choose the life I want. True. And my, my personal choice is, you know, I choose to retire. I choose to never work for a corporate company after the age of 35 again. Wow. But that most definitely, that's not going to happen if I'm, you know, just out here sad, you know, complaining about my job, not saving, not not trying to do different little things. Everything comes down to every choice that you make every day. True. And every and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't even have to be big decisions every day. Like today today your one decision could simply be, Man, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna spaz out on nobody. True. Or I'm not gonna have any negative thoughts. Or I'm not going to uh I'm a, I'm gonna speak to somebody. I'm gonna give somebody I don't know a hug. You know, I I talk and when people and it, I find it so interesting that it's a, literally a choice. Um, the way that you speak to people, mm. you know, you have to you got to speak to people with the same respect and with the same um, enthusiasm. Every like speak to them like that every day. I speak to the woman that cleans the windows every day. She tries to open, she opens up the door for me every day. Mm-hmm. The same way I speak to my CEO, the same way I speak to her, you know, ask her how she's doing. People remember things like that. That's true. Um, you know, and, and people may not remember a lot, but people will always remember how you made them feel. That's true. And that you care. And, all, and, and oftentimes they're willing to go the extra mile when they realize that. So, you know, man, just, just make a decision every day to be positive, be the best person that you can be. And, um, and man... Literally, man, I, and it's it's so crazy that we're talking about this right now because I'm realizing as I'm speaking that yeah. my my stage of depression, my stage of depression really caused a lot in me to twist and turn and to really it showed me a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you watch any of those IG videos, I always started off with raise your hands up, put your feet down. Yeah, like that's a real life, that's a real life thing for me because I realized one day if you can raise your hands up and you can put your feet on the ground. Like you're alive. That's true. That's step number one. It's true. You it's know, true. Bro. So, but, and, uh, so if you, once you notice that, you can't even complain. You can lift up your arms. You can put your feet down. And once that yeah, happens, you can't even think about the complaint no more. 
No, like whatever you wanted to say, right? Whatever you had in your mind to say, it'd be like, man, I can't do da 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 da. Man, listen, right? It's people that cannot put their own feet on the ground or raise their arms up, it's move true. their neck, move any of their extremities. Man. Like, thank, thank God or whomever you may pray to. Like, it don't even matter. Just be thankful every day that it's you true. can do that. Because one day you may not be able to. Yeah. And then you're, the only thing you'll have is to look back on those memories of when you could. So be appreciative of what you have when you have it. Like, I always, I always keep trying to remind myself, don't let your well run dry before you give thanks for what you had before you, like, show that appreciation, man. I don't, I just want to, I want to live my life on high at all times and just be thankful for every little thing I have. Definitely, um, Because, man. man, it can be gone. It can be gone so fast. It's true. It could be going so fast, man. man so I'm, I'm just, I'm appreciative and I'm thankful. Man, you, you help, you helping me right now while you're talking. You're helping me. And I know when this comes out, you're going to be helping a lot of people, man. I appreciate Let people know how they could reach out to you, how they could help the organization, and then how they could speak to you directly. Oh, shoot. All right, well, man, I'm a part of uh, Creating the Change Foundation. You can reach us at www dot creating the change dot org um, and, and check out our website you know drop your information on that we'd love to get in contact with anybody and um, anybody that's interested in volunteering partnering up with us sponsoring any events schools or teachers that we tend to partner up with um, my name is Curtis Wright you can reach out to me on Facebook you can also reach out to me on IG at neighborhood hope dealer that's N eight B O R H O P E D E L E R, um, Neighborhood Hope Dealer, or at Creating the Change Foundation on IG. That's our 501c3 nonprofit. But most definitely, anybody that ever, you know, just wants to see a video and uh, hear, hear what I'm talking about, and it's nothing extra special. It's literally just everyday thoughts that we have to get you through that day to remind you that, you know, you are right. You are right, and things are. Things can only get better if you don't give up. Of course, man. Thanks. Thank you so much, there man. There you have it. There you have it. Great episode with the Neighborhood Hope Dealer. I'm excited. I had a chance to talk to him. Talked about some very interesting things. Talked about his depression. Talked about uh, his mental health and how he, while he was going through what he was going through, he sought refuge and he got helped by helping others. And I think that's a important message and I think that's an important way of looking at things because I don't know why with the last probably six months probably a year a lot of people have been discussing their mental health or having mental health issues and it's not a new thing I think people have always dealt with it but it's just a uh, something it's a new conversation that people are having now and um, I think it's an important conversation especially as men you know, dealing with, you know, be, be constantly grinding, 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 working and hustling and trying to get money. But then, but we never really deal with the uh, the mental aspect of, you know, dealing with racism, dealing with uh, <laughs> even with this new uh, Time's Up, Me Too movement. Like, it, it it's affecting men, but I think because we're so busy and we're so on the run, even, you know, politics it's so much coming at us all the time but i think we never really sit down and really digest what's going on so i think people are suffering from depression because 
they're having so much, but they're not really digesting everything that's coming in to their brain. So people are just, <laughs> people are getting uh, frustrated and they don't even know why. But um, I think it was an important conversation. And I think just the way he dealt with it, redirecting his thoughts towards helping others, I think that can help a lot of people. Um, I think uh, what, the last couple of weeks people have been, Talking about the uh, death of Nipsey Hussle, uh, and and something I was wondering, like why everybody talking about him, but it it was interesting because people were not talking about him as just oh, a great rapper or or he made money and all of that. People have been discussing how they can continue his legacy, and I find it interesting that. People are, I found it not only interesting, but I'm excited that people are seeing a death or seeing something negative and they're kind of transforming into how let's find the Nipsey Hustles of the neighborhoods in Wisconsin. Let's find the Nipsey Hustles in Chicago because there's people doing positivity all over the world and all over this country and they don't usually get the recognition um, just like Nipsey didn't get the recognition that I felt after seeing all of the that things that he was doing, he wasn't getting the recognition that might have been deserved. But um, I'm happy I had a, I had a chance to talk to Mr. Wright and discuss uh, some of the issues that we discussed in December. And hope you guys are feeling it. Hope you guys reach out to him. Hope you guys are inspired to, if you're going through things, just redirecting that energy so besides that let me segue to where i've been over the last couple of months uh nothing special it's just uh i just been uh just re-examining myself re-trying to figure out uh, the direction of of creating content because it's so much there's so many podcasts so many uh what um video shows there's so many uh vlogs there's so much content creation going on and for me i've been viewing it the wrong way for a long time and i think that's the 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 pause that i took i've been looking at other content creators as competition rather than just seeing them as other people like myself who just are expressing themselves and um i think that's that's why I, I decided to come back into the space and start uh, doing my thing again because other podcasters' success is not to my detriment, right? They're just doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. So if someone's listening to me, they could also listen to other podcasts because we're not talking about the same things. And of course, this is not an average podcast because I hate average podcasts, right? <laughs> well, anyway, um, so... I don't think that uh, other content creators or other podcasts are competition. As I was viewing it before, I, I, I'm a lot more open-minded. I'm a lot, um, I'm a lot uh, humbled by people being interested in, in what I have to say, along with being interested in what other people have to say, uh, even though they're speaking about different things. And I felt... I was like, man, everybody's doing these sex podcasts. Everybody's doing the uh, the uh, the table talk podcast, and I'm just 
you know, interviewing, having weird conversations. And I think that there's a need for a weird conversation. So that's why I say, you know what? I'm back. And I wanted to start with this, talking with the Neighborhood Hope Dealer to give you guys a little dose of where things are going. I got some cool conversations that I haven't put out yet. Um, of course, I'm going to continue to speak with artists, entrepreneurs, writers, uh, other podcasters. I'm just going to continue doing the conversations that people are not having. Um, and, of course, there's going to be topics that people are speaking about, but I think we're going to have different perspectives. So I'm excited about where things are going. I sound a little bit tired because I am tired. I've been watching the playoffs all week. I mean, this is probably my favorite time of year. It doesn't sound like it. I don't sound super-duper excited, but I am. Dame Lillard just uh, scored 50, closed out the series. It's been so much going on. Anyway, let me stop rambling. I'm going to highlight you guys next week. Yes, there will be another episode next week. I'm back at it weekly, every Friday, every Friday, I Hate Average Podcast. Get used to it. We're back, I Hate Average Podcast, every Friday. Yes.